this week on This Galari Life, Charlie's gone. Yeah, didn't he get chopped up by, like, some bullshit anime attack? Yeah. Doesn't mean he's dead. The party tries to figure out exactly where they went wrong. That bastard Richard's still alive, and he's here. Who's, who's Richard? Yes, who's who's this Klinsky fellow? And the fallout from events beyond their control begin to set in. Do you feel it? You must, right? I mean, in many ways, I feel nothing. I do not feel the bond anymore. The only path forward is, well, forward. So are you all done fucking about when we go to the Ascension Crypt or not? What's your deal? Don't worry about it. But what fresh mysteries remain? I have traveled since before he found me. I am ageless. I am not wielded. I wield. Listen to find out. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to This Galarian Life for episode 101. It's your DM, Derek, coming at you for the 101st time. We are back on schedule after episode 100. Uh, We're sorry for leaving you on a major cliffhanger in episode 99 and a major cliffhanger in episode 100, but we are going to begin resolving all of that in today's episode and hopefully won't be taking a break for a very, very long time. If we do, we will all, we'll always have some Counts of War Goog episodes in the back file, but that is not the plan for the foreseeable future. With all that being said, we would like to remind you that we do uh, appreciate any interaction you have following us on Twitter, checking out our Facebook, checking out our website, just sending us an email. We respond to all of the messages we receive so if you just want to get a hold of us uh any of those options work please remember to rate and review us on itunes or any podcasting app of your choice that uh definitely helps the algorithm and helps us uh, move up in the charts so more people can listen uh also we do have a patreon page if you're willing to donate a dollar five dollars a month we can get you some nice little perks like being a named character in an episode or just getting a shout out in this introduction here or getting more of those exclusive council gore gook episodes before anybody else uh, we obviously don't expect anybody to donate but if you can and you want to please please do uh with all that being said i guess we will jump right into the new episode presenting episode 101 Charlie's back. As you all remember, your goal was to get to Kroganaw. You went through the long walk underground. You went through the furnace. And then eventually you made your way to Kroganaw after fighting various enemies that didn't have a whole lot to do with the plot. And then you get to Kroganaw. You all meet up and do your little side stories in the roleplay episode. You have the talk with the uh, even-handed synod, the Council of Dwarves. You guys were drinking, a golem attacked, Charlie got deleted. And that's we, don't we don't know he's dead. Pretty sure we do know that he's dead. Yeah, didn't he get chopped up by like some bullshit anime attack? Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't mean he's dead. Uh, Penny is currently writhing in anger. She did not know Charlie well, but this was the one guy that she knew that like Hadn't actively disappointed her. Uh, Penny, with her dagger, writes on her hand, 
the last name of Charlie and quietly promises to herself to make sure that line ends with Charlie. Uh, so this would happen basically at the tail end of that fight. Teresia, still surrounded by divine energy from her buffs, will uh, take a knee and begin a prayer for the young man's soul. Yeah, he might need the help. He was racist. <laughs> what, what does that prayer sound like? It's an angelic Derek Allen all the time. Uh, assuming the audience can speak angelic, because they are obviously angelics in their own right. We love you. Lady of Grace, be kind to Charlie's soul. He was not a perfect man. Please deliver his soul to a just afterlife. I am what I please. Though he was not a follower of yours, do what you can to assure that his soul is taken to a place of order and righteousness. That's the part. So a little bit to Phrasma, a little bit to Iobode. Because, you know, you got to pay the piper. Uh, Laura probably will think about it later, but right now she's still in combat mode, trying to... She's scanning around looking for uh, people that might also pop up and try to kill the rest of us. Is uh, Charlie's body there? Uh-huh. Uh, Gina pulls out a little bit of sage. Yeah. Lights it with her yeah. alchemical powders, or, you know, alchemical abilities. And uh, kind of waves the sage over Charlie's body with a little bit of a tear in her eye, and this will this will this will help with your beautiful prayer, Teresia. Thank you. I didn't never really saw this happening, but uh, I guess it's gone now. Did we recognize Richard amongst the uh, assassins? I mean, Laura might have. You want her to? She will, because she did not like Richard. What's wrong with Richard? He was a murdered cool. assassin, murdered several people for no reason, including one of our allies. Ah, he kind of deserved it. Yeah, I was going <laughs> I still have beef against Laurel, and I don't know why, but... It's just because you didn't like his voice. He's I fucking dead, and you're still... I dead. his voice. His murderer wasn't that bad. You know, he was murdered in cold blood, but, you know, that's fine. We have our own Rudy Giuliani's. Worry not. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> uh, Laurel will... Loudly proclaimed that bastard Richard's still alive and he's here. Who's, who's Richard? Yes, who's who's this Klinsky fellow? <laughs> Richard Klinsky. Uh, he was some weirdo who showed up in the woods and he had an evil sword and he helped my husband and the original party some. But then he murdered a paladin and fled into the woods. Now, okay, you know, I don't want to be too personal here, Laura, because it does seem like you have some beef. But who did, you know... Who was the guy a paladin of? I think a paladin of Naomade. Oh, well, then, Gina, side-eyes, Teresia. Ah, well, then, yeah, that this Kuklinski fella sounds like a bad guy. Definitely uh, um, real bad. Ah, uh, good, Laura. Now I don't have to ask him to surrender. Thank you. I know, don't give him an inch. He's fucking crazy scary. Oh, I might, I might give him a few. Wait, when you say an evil sword, are we talking like like cool or, you know, like, how is it? I don't it know. Cool? It was a short sword. I'm pretty sure he talked to it. It was creepy. Everybody who wants to uh, give me a uh, DC 20 wisdom check. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, oh, not- yeah, here goes Laura, the fighter. <laughs> There's, a, There's a fucking four. Fuck you. <laughs> I got a two. She's not a wise woman. She's very intelligent, but has no idea where to apply it. Damn it, Teresa. One thing. (laughs) Charlie probably would have made it, too. (laughs) Where the fuck are the guards? Mm. Uh, Actually, where the fuck are the guards? I mean, it's been like six seconds. That's true. Look, I know everything there is about Kraganon and its gods, and let me tell you, 
absolutely worthless. Can't trust nobody. Uh, I do think that this would be our opportunity to follow in Charlie's vision. Though the Wait, humanoid kill race... Dwarves? Charlie did not want to kill dwarves, Gina. So Charlie wanted <laughs> something much worse for the dwarves. Now that sounds a little bit racist. <clears throat> but I'm enough. Do you care when you step on an ant? I mean, generally, yeah. They're kind of, you know, you feel kind of bad for the guys. All right, I need to talk to someone else. <laughs> I'm sorry, so, Penny. Uh, the guards come rushing in because of the skirmish that they've heard. When they arrive, they look at Charlie's body. And then to you all, to Gina, who they promptly arrest for writing, lighting a fire in public. I needed to cleanse the aura around his corpse. They get there. They see Charlie. They see what all, what happened here. <sighs> Listen. Okay, well, we'll leave, I guess. Listen. Sorry, ma'am. On assassination. Your guards are shit. I, these are the- and then I walk away. Uh, a tear rolls yeah. down his face. There's so, a- um, basically what happened was a friend of ours just got murdered. Probably by his own family and a known friend of the voice degree. I head to the closest pierogi shop. So the guards start cleaning up the site, uh, gathering evidence, taking statements and whatever from you all. Um, no, that's, that's Gina with two N's. Is it really? Oh, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> um, so, uh, is there anything else you all want to do tonight, or you just want to ride it out? Well, I had planned on doing more drinking, but that's definitely still on the table. Sad drinks. I have 54 HP. Congratulations, does, me. Does anybody want to, like... What was that little game he liked to play? Should we play that in his honor? No. <laughs> CS Joe. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was Dungeon Strike. Rage Shadow. Dungeon Strike is a game for babies. <laughs> so I mean, you drink, you go to bed, lament the loss of our ally. Desecrate. We need to. No, we don't desecrate his body. <laughs> well, there go to that question. That's all I had planned. Damn it, Derek. What? What? We don't have evil interludes. Stop. I just had a vibe last time. Did somebody say Lou? Well, we have a lot of evil interludes in this show. <laughs> I thought so. We do kind of. So you go to bed? Eventually? Sure. Teresia Flamebreaker. Goddess of the sea. Hmm. It's hard to go to sleep that night. It feels like there's a storm going on in your head just slowly beginning to drift off and then your eyes burst open and it's hard to get back to that place and that happens several times throughout the night you don't know if it's charlie you don't know if it's this rough bed in this dwarven hotel but it's hard and then finally you do drift off and this sleep you feel more connected to the church you've belonged to almost than you have in your entire life. It's almost as if you can feel each and every member of the Church of Eomide. But then that breaks and there's just emptiness. And what breaks that emptiness is a voice. A voice that you haven't heard in maybe two or three weeks. Faultway, unmarked grave. 
Vaultway, unmarked grave. And then you feel that feeling of connectedness again, but there's panic behind the connection. There's fear. There's isolation. You feel what feels like a chain wrap around your very essence, and you wake up in a cold, cold sweat, and you don't know what, but something has happened to her. Something has happened to Yomade. When you all wake up the next morning, you feel a bit of surging power go through you. You all feel physically reinvigorated, even though the emotions aren't necessarily where you would want them to be. As you all reach level 13. Wahoo! Wahoo! And Teresia is gone. (laughs) The hotel room. Who, Who wants to talk about the level up first? I'll do it. So, like, level 13s for uh, good old-fashioned martial folks are pretty great. But for a caster, we ain't got much, right? So here's the sitch. A little bit of spell pen, a little bit of greater spell resistance from the arcanist ability, which gives me 11 plus my caster level. Very nice. Okay, hand emoji. And then finally, I get basically uh, two more possible 4th level or 6th level spells for a total of four, but I'm still keeping Chains of Light and Greater Heroism, because you never know. That's all I really get as an Arcanist. That's all, folks. Um, I got another level in Fighter. Um, so, at this point, I'm 12 Archer Fighter, one Barbarian still. Um, lots of feats. Mostly, uh, I'm going to start working towards, uh, until I can get uh, the final form of Vital Strike, I'm uh, going to be working towards uh, making it to where whenever I'm hasted, I can really let loose a flurry of arrows. So I've got a mini shot now. And, you know, health and everything went up, but that's about it. Gene. So uh, when I hit level 13, a couple things happened. I got a new extract, so I took a spell resistance because I thought that might be helpful for the body as a whole. Uh, the damage of my bombs went up, uh, so look forward to that, Derek. And, um... Uh, I got another feat, and there's not a lot of feats that are super great for alchemists, because uh, I've taken most of them, and uh, so I just decided to take another discovery instead, because you can do that by taking a feat called Extra Discovery. It's and true. I took a smoke bomb, because not that it's going to do very much, though it does allow me to just kind of like, you know, giant fog cloud on the on the battlefield, but there were a lot of very, um, how do I phrase this, explosive bombs that do a lot more damage, that require fog cloud as a, as a prerequisite, so um, keep that in the back of your head, and uh, that's about all I got going for me. All right, so as we all know, Teresia is now level 30, and also Teresia is not a pure war priest, she's a war priest variant multi-class with fire. Uh, now, the very multi-class did not come up this level. At level 13, all the war priest does not adjust their base attack bonus. Their saves do not change. But two very important things happen. My sacred armor bonus becomes a plus three. And I get my first fifth level spell. And for all of you listening at home, uh, the spell I want to take is Angelic Aspect. The real one so I can grow. But uh, because uh, D&D is a uh, group game, and, uh, I know the group I play with. I actually took Breath of Life. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say, Gavin, that... Uh, now, Treasure can kill you and bring you back. I like and this. then knock all your fucking teeth out yet again. Rude. But that's uh, what happened was. Also, I took a feat uh, per Gavin's recommendation. You know, it's kind of weird. Treasure's in a weird place feet chain-wise. So I, I went for dodge so I could get around. And this will let me get into spring attack eventually, which is going to be pretty useful just to kind of get into the throes of combat. 
Didn't you get mobility? That's what I meant. I already had dodge with mobility. Of course. Thank you, Jim. Uh, most people don't know what mobility does, surprisingly. Oh, uh, yes. So, obviously, dodge gives you a plus one dodge bonus to your AC. It's nice. And actually, at 3.5, uh, which Pathfinder is based on, you had to choose the target of your dodge. Uh, Pathfinder got rid of that bullshit. and basically just a plus one dodge bonus to AC. As we all know, dodge bonuses can, can stack, or no, they explicitly do, in fact. What mobility does is versus attacks of opportunity, I receive an additional plus four. So basically, means if you're in the middle of combat, you got to get somewhere, uh, and if there's some enemies in the way, you can move a little bit more safely. Uh, as you all wake up the next morning, there is a note underneath each one of your doors that is from Carburton Lightbrand, asking you to come to the palace to discuss what's going to come next. Unless anybody has any other outstanding business, shopping, or whatever, uh, we can move on to there. I suspect Teresia wants to do something else. Oh, uh, well, Derek, the moment Teresia would have woken up from the stream, she would have uh, geared up ahead to the uh, Ivory Temple in the city. There's no question about it. Why, where are you going? Go to Penny or sleep. Don't bother me. <laughs> Good night. Roll a bluff check. <laughs> Teddy's like, damn, I have to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not one. Realistically, uh, uh, Teresia say something is wrong to the Irvine is anywhere uh, but the present. Penny, do you, uh, so how was that pierogi place last night? Do you want to you wanna go pick some up? I kind of glare a little bit at Gina, and Penny says, look, I don't have a pierogi problem. <laughs> Other people have a problem with my pierogies. What do you, what do you mean? Where we? What's going on here? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Fine. I'll. They have this breakfast pierogi special. Yeah, I was just hoping. You know, you said you were going to one last night, and I'd never heard about it. So I was hoping. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't confronting. I guess. Let's go. Um. Yeah. Let's have a. Let's have a pierogi. Gina. Let's just keep walking, okay? Teresa, you arrive at the Temple of Iomade, and there's a strange energy coming from it uh, even on the outside um, uh, as you walk in there are people in the the aisles and the pews and the hallways and various stages of grief you find your good friend Susan B. Anthony the most learned of the Yomade scholars you're, you're the one who came a few days ago huh? Never are you holding up? not well, do you feel it? You must, right? I mean, in many ways, I feel nothing. I do not feel the bond anymore. Do you? It comes and it goes. Yes, it seems to be, if not all the way gone, diminished. Yes, well, at, at least in this temple, everybody's had their... Everybody's had their powers cut off. We've sent word to the other larger temples, hoping maybe somewhere out there it's not quite as bad. The high cleric of the church has been able to perform basic orisons, but other than that, this is this is not good, Miss Flamebreaker. Have you have you tried to use your powers? Uh, Teresa won't say anything, but she will attempt to cast the uh, light orison. So it's it's a little dimmer, but it's still functionally the light spell. This is very, I would say, good news, but there's not a lot of good news. But this, this is a good sign that at least some people still have connections to the goddess. Oh, these are troubling times, Miss Flamebreaker. 
indeed they are. I know now, uh, to be honest, I don't know precisely what I should do. Obviously, this must be resolved, but, you know, not who my enemy is, nor how they managed to do this. I would say, if you still have access to to your powers, then it must be for a, it must be for a reason. I would... And she kind of, she kind of almost like faints, but she catches herself. I would stay the course and do whatever you were doing before. Obviously, all of us were not on the right track, but it seems like you were. Maybe keeping going will give you more insight into what's going on. I just wish there was some sort of way we could connect to the goddess. Sister, be strong. You will be in my thoughts this day. And the next. I will try. And before you go, Teresia, remember, you must do your part and vote on November 6th. Vote no on Prop 3. As we're walking, I say, come on, Laura, we didn't wake you up early in the morning just to get breakfast pierogies. There's something important going on. Yes, we had an important meeting with, uh, looks at letter again, blurry-eyed. Someone... I guess we can wait for breakfast. It's it's a good thing. It's part of the part of the um the day. You know, it's um part of our morning ritual. Breakfast, right? Pete, Gina, back me up on this. Look, I'm coming. I'm coming. They just better have ale. Well, let's okay. Look, I got nothing against day drink. Look, but uh. Well, then that's the end of it. Let's go. You've been drinking a lot, Laura. Yeah. And we've got some serious business to attend to today. Maybe we should all have some clear heads and. Uh, open hearts and whatever the fuck they say. I agree. You Clear. saw me drink multiple bottles of whiskey. A breakfast ale with a pierogi is not going to slow me down. In fact, I'd argue that, um, well, if the breakfast ale or a breakfast whiskey would pair well with the breakfast pierogi. A coffee stout. <laughs> Never drink. Actually, that does oh. sound kind of nice. Well, then if we're going to do this, I guess I'll just have my 11 a.m. wine glass a little earlier than usual. That's fair enough. Uh, when you arrive at the pierogi place, there is only one other person there. Pierogies aren't typically a uh, breakfast food. But they <laughs> make breakfast For idiots. Here. See, there's no line. No wait time. See, Laura? Gina brings up a good point. Look, I'm already following you here. Stop making me. I, I just don't want you to regret this. We All just, right. we oh, want to, you know, a little bit more engagement, Laura. We're trying to, you know, live uh, live on the bright side ever since, you know, Charlie yeah. died last night. Yeah, right. You're acting like your husband died. Goodness. Laura just did you both by a 500 yard stare. All right. Maybe that, maybe that wasn't the good joke. Uh, hello. <laughs> uh, Mr. No. Pierogi, or should I say Czar Pierogi person? Uh, name's Charlie. I wasn't talking to you, Charlie. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Wait, your name's Charlie? Uh, yeah. What, what up? But my friends you... call me... My, my friends call me Charlie for the most part. This is uncomfortable. We had a friend named right. who died last night. Charlie, I'm going to try oh this real God, quick. Oh my God, after me too. Hold on, I'm going to try this real quick, Charlie. And I'm going to stab him. No, uh, hold, okay, hold on. Uh, you, and then you wake up from your dream, and then you go to the pierogi shop. No, no. There's a different guy there my, who has a different I name. Roll, I roll my plus four to hit. I'm so confused. It's 
Is there one other patient at the pierogi stand, or is there only the pierogi stand operator? There, there's All another. Right. I was under the impression I am the pierogi stand operator. <laughs> I love that. Your new character, or just you? Are you yeah. really going with Charlie, though? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you can you can title this episode like Charlie's back. <laughs> the return of Charlie. Uh, it's, look, it's uh, all my characters are from Krogadon. Two of them have been named Charlie. I'm not Penny. a creative man. All right, so uh, Penny quietly, as she says, "Oh, you, Charlie," uh, tries to stab Charlie, the new Charlie. What's your AC? Oh. How would he know? It's higher than uh, twenty. Just say it's twenty without armor. Twenty-nine. So basically, what happens? Penny pulls out a knife and like just goes for the gut. But for some reason, this pierogi operator is in fact just kind of like takes it and the the leather he's wearing or the the male or the female whatever just scrapes across scrapes across oh wow i just pick up Minnie and put her to the back of the line no <laughs> i just here first I, look look uh um, do you want a brogy or are you trying to kill me uh we look we all we want three breakfast pierogies Oh my god, oh my god, a snake leg pierogi today. Snake, what the fuck? <laughs> what kind of Okay, we run this place. Are you the fucking manager? I just, I just work here, man. Ow. Can anybody not fail a uh, knowledge local 15? Got a 16 to local. I, I actually, I have a plus like 20 something, so I cannot okay. fail it. Well, anybody who can get a 15 on a local check knows that. Uh, snake leg pierogies are in fact the crocodile breakfast uh, delicacy. Oh, my mistake. God. Well, I step forward. That is a delicacy in this place. Now, Charlie, would you like to make a little more money than you're making now? What are you making? A gold a day? I'm, I'm making pretty good money here. But... <laughs> How much? <laughs> give, give me a number. <laughs> Wait, okay, so we're just gonna pay. We're gonna pay this guy. But we're no, gonna no, 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 no. Silver a day. The difference is, the difference is, Madam Gina, the promise of payment versus the reality of payment. Well, is there a pierogi involved, or can I walk away now? Give me a, three pierogies, please. Breakfast pierogies. Um, make one of them extra ale, even if it's on the side. Extra what? Ale. Yeah. Ale? Oh, okay. In, in the Dwarf City, it's just water for them. Oh, I, I see. Yeah, you can have some water. I don't charge for that. <laughs> You know, maybe dwarves aren't so bad after. <laughs> Laura, Frisia. Well, uh, my shift's almost over, so if you wanted to, you know, I could, I could make a little bit of money on side. I suppose that wouldn't be such a bad idea. Charlie, this is my friend Laura, my other friend Gina. They're wonderful oh, folks. On. My name Hello. is Penny. It's nice to meet you. Hold on here just a uh, second. Yeah. Uh, I got one quick question for you before you join our little side hustle gig here. Yes, ma'am. Uh, uh, what's your fucking star sign? Oh, I'm a uh, uh, pierogi. No, okay. The thirteenth month. When's <laughs> when's your birthday, honey? Oh, it's uh, I don't really celebrate nothing like that. Okay, when say you- say say pierogi eleven. I, I don't uh, honestly I don't recall. Are you insulting this orphan? He's a gr. Uh, He's probably Mom, older than I am. Mom and Paul own the stand. I'm not an orphan. I just. <laughs> we don't oh, really he's just. Out, thank you. Gina, he's just stupid. He's a, a delivery. Yeah, he does remind me a lot of 
Then Gina crosses herself. Look, I, I'm not. The past yesterday. I'm not streaming. I just, you know, I like what I like, and I don't, I don't care for celebration. What Can I get another like? water, please? You're done already with the beer, Laura. I'm having to put up with this. Yes. Yeah, you can have another one. What is your aesthetic, Charlie? Are you what? What are you talking? We're asking. About? We're asking. We're trying to figure out your aura. Aesthetic. Are we figuring out his aura? We're we trying to figure out the fighting style, Charlie. Yeah. I'm not been feeling myself lately, and you all are giving me quite the quite the headache this this year. Here, 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 here you go. And I just hand him a, a platinum piece. That's a hundred days of pay. Just well, what, how many pierogies? I got to do some math. Hold on. <laughs> it's well, about it's gonna, it's gonna take me a while to get all these pierogies there. Do you want them it's done? Two hundred. 273, and that leaves you a good five silver tip. 200, okay. Well, I'll get working on that. Is that the job you had in mind for me? Because you could have just you could have just asked me. No, 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 no. Come with us, and we'll show you where to make pierogies, okay? Wait, no, well, it's not. Right. It's, more, it's a metaphorical pierogi. No, it's a metaphor. Yeah, it's catering. Why, why are you hiring? I, I wink at, I very, like, largely wink at the... the at Charlie, and you two notice, but like you don't, you don't think he actually knows what's going on. But I know he knows exactly what's going on. But I am wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, I as as uh, Penny and, and Charlie kind of walk ahead of the group, uh, Gina looks over to Laura. So uh, I have no idea what she's doing. No, I don't either. Do, do we intervene or do we just let it play out? Honestly, she's wasting her money. I could care less. But look, okay. Do you come here? Hold out, hold out your hold out your palm, Laura. No. Let me see your wrist. What? Why? Let me see your wrist. I just cuffed. <laughs> no. <laughs> I Laura awkwardly extends her arm. Why? Uh, Gina digs around in her little uh, handy haversack at her waist, pulls out a, a bottle of peppermint essential oil, and uh, drips. Drips a little bit on on Laura's wrist. Okay, now just give that a little sniff and you know breathe it in. Do a little bit of a you know grounding meditation manifestation, and that'll that'll wake you up a bit. Or kind of lightly sniffs it. I'll experiment better. Why am I doing this? I, you seem a little down in the dumps today. I think I'm just how I always am. Seem a little bit tired. What you're saying is uh, his body died. <laughs> Yes, Charlie, that's correct. How did you know that other Charlie died? I did I did mention it. The first time. Uh, technically speaking, he is part Oracle. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are trained in what? the psychic arts, my friend. Why, why would you say that, Derek, and like deep in this mystery? Like, that's a rabbit hole I don't even want to try and imagine well, what the fuck Isn't he a gunslinger? Did you make him an Oracle so he gets like a vestigial arm or whatever? Listen, if you don't keep wasting my time, I'll happily hand you back this platinum piece. I got work to do if you all are. Oh, you, th- you said you were almost done with your shift. Come on. We got yeah, come on. Have you ever seen, besides us three, anybody show up between now and 30 minutes? Yeah, we're we're kind of new to the pierogi game, so we're smoking. That's fine. Charlie. I understand the language you're speaking, and I hand him a second platinum. Are we going to go find some more legged snakes? Better be coming out of your house. How would you like to have your name 
in the snake leg game. You know, that would sound acceptable to me. Then follow me, Charlie. Follow her and her and her. I don't usually get talked to about this many I understand. Neither do I. But follow me. Let's go. We go to the council meeting. We cut to about half an hour from now. You all are... I like your cut, fella. You all are sitting uh, in the room in a Carburton White Branch Chambers. And he says, Well, if you all are ready to go today, uh, I can lead you to the Vault of Ascension and you can uh, go in and see what's going on. Oh, I'm a little nervous. You know, if, uh, if that council meeting wouldn't have gone as well as it was, I... Uh, well, when you all mentioned the, the Onyx Key, it kind of stoked something within me. I knew I knew you were telling the truth, even if you didn't quite know what you were searching for. I was prepared to break several laws. Are we, are we, are we going to a council meeting? Because I got, actually, there's a couple things that I've been had in the back of my mind for a little while. They uh, uh, say it's supposed to come clean the streets once a week, but a couple times in the last couple months, they missed it and... It just doesn't, you know, make for too appetizing an environment when there's a lot of trash on the ground. Before I uh, continue, can I ask you all a question? I will who answer. The, who, who the fuck is this guy? Oh, this is Charlie. You remember? A random. I <laughs> <laughs> no. It's a random person that Penny hired for some reason. I'm pretty sure he can make a good pierogi, but that's about it. He's a caterer, and I wink. Is this because... I don't know why she's doing this. I think she has some kind of dementia. I thought I was one of the older members of the party, but apparently I was wrong. You know, if, if you all want a different sort of counseling to uh, get yourselves over the death of your friend Charlie instead of just replacing it with another Charlie, I know this gentleman named Tony. He's excellent. Okay, no, we're done with this conversation. Okay. Yeah, this Tony sounds like a lackluster ball of unimportance and pathetic betrayal of expectations. Oh, he's not that bad. Isn't that your ex-husband <laughs> and the therapist that you harassed? Okay, first of all, I don't think you know that, Laura. Uh, enough, enough with the tangents. You all just keep talking in front of me and pretend like I'm not there. Was, was Laura there with us when you confronted your husband? Were you, Were you there when I confronted my husband? <laughs> no, your, your husband's no. dead. I, no, right? No, your husband's dead? Uh, so, Teresa's been leaning up against the wall. <laughs> Teresa's been leaning up against the wall for this entire uh, run-up. And she can't help that nobody said hello to her. Uh, but after hearing this conversation, uh, looking over at Charlie, a bit absent-mindedly, actually, she just kind of flatly says, so are you all done fucking about can we go to the Ascension Crypt or not? What's your deal? Don't worry about it. I didn't ever try to stop nobody from doing that. So that's it. Well, okay. thank you, Charlie. I uh, swear, I woke up this morning and now the I am a day in is edgy and whatever the hell Penny is, is uh, the cheery, friendly one. What the fuck is going I, on? It's called Freaky Friday. It was this movie that Truxton showed me once. It was great. But uh, Yes, it's anybody, an absolute classic. Can we get to work? I look at Charlie. Knows. What the fuck was in that water? <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's just ale. Nothing, nothing strange in it. I think you all may just be a little strange, but that's okay. I'm not, not judging. I do like the idea that now Teresia's like an angsty teenage girl who takes breaks to go smoke in the girls' room. I never said I was smoking. I was leaning against the wall. This whole smoking thing. <laughs> She's got a pack of cigarette rolled up in her white t-shirt. 
She sees Penny's skin. She doesn't want that when she gets to her age. She snaps everywhere while she's walking. Uh, Penny has great skin. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, okay. Penny has smoked seven cigarettes in her life. Half of them have been with this party. <laughs> anyway, the, uh, the Vault of Ascension has not... It's not a place we often go. The last time anybody was actually in there was about two years ago before the siege uh, with Malthoon began. We did an investigation into a theft and found enough evidence to support that Malthoon had taken something of what it was. We were not 100% sure. Uh, we sent groups in. Uh, they fought some Morlocks and other creatures, but... Do they use their fear tactic of throwing jars of giant amoebas? Uh, I have no idea. Oh. Was one of them named Tugnabina Bonestone? Uh, definitely not. I would have remembered that. You all are asking you know, very hard to be catering in this rare place. I'd like um, to say thank you for the opportunity. But anyway, the, uh, the vault was built oh, almost to when Krogodon itself was built. Like I said, we don't go in there very often. Most often we add important artifacts to the history of the city, and soon it kind of became a pseudo-spiritual place. People began burying the dead outside. That area we now refer to as the Vault Way. You go down Vault Way and you arrive at the, the reliquary. So we did send people, one of the groups that went in to the reliquary, where sent on a diplomatic mission to Canarate and Multhoon uh, to figure out what was going on. Uh, only one of them returned, a small dwarven girl named, you guessed it, Tugnabina Bonestone. Her reports indicated that Multhoon was indeed the culprit of the theft, but just us sending folks to do that research uh, led to a counterattack from Multhoon we've been fighting ever since. Oh, boy. Uh, one thing kind of strange happens. Uh, we were planning on keeping the vaults open for a little while just to continue our investigations after this group left, but within a couple days, it was overrun by creatures that none of us could quite handle. Have you all ever heard of Gugs? Excuse you. Gugs? What's the knowledge check for that, Derek? Let me see uh, if I do. You've made it on a previous episode. I'm familiar <clears throat> with the creature, yes. Last we were there, they had overrun the place, so we locked it up, haven't gone in since, hoping it would starve them out. Uh, can't see why it would not, but stay on your guard. Are, are you trying to feed them now? Is that the new strategy? Is that why you brought them here? I do not know why they brought you here. Presumably, yes. Knowing what I know about these people, they love to feed. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, if uh, you're ready to go, I'll lead you there. Also, take this. It is the sigil of Krogodon. It will allow you to come and go as you please. So if you would like to make your first trek in today, we can go. I see. No reason why not. There is a war to win after all. I look at the uh, rogi chef, who I can't help but notice is still wearing his employee name tag. So... uh, when you're not working at a delicatessen, what takes, do you know how to handle a blade? Or perhaps a weapon of any variety? Uh, I mean, we get plenty of uh, ratty folk at the pierogi shop, so yeah, I know how to how to deal with the, you know, uh, uh, ne'er-do-wells. 
That's good. I'd rather not lose two Charlies in this many days. Some point, y'all are going to have to tell me about what happened to this first Charlie. Can I assume your hands are clean on his uh, death? To you. Are you questioning my moral standing? I have no idea, man. Smart. <laughs> yes, you should be. <laughs> I, you know, I must say, actually, I do quite like you. You're actually polite. As far as I'm concerned, I'm still on the clock. You should see me when I'm off the clock. I can get pretty rowdy. <laughs> a man who's not afraid to get a little bit blue, and I, I absolutely know how to use my dancing shoes. <laughs> I can't wait to watch him die. Oh, thank you so much, Sam. Well, that's all over. Let's let's get going. So I do want to resolve one real quick thing. Car Burton, if I haven't already done it, explains the powers yeah. of grabbing up. It is a ring. Uh, you must be wearing the ring to use it. The first most important fact is it is a key to opening the vault door. It offers safe passage, uh, as if the spell greater invisibility, to specifically the traps within the vault. Uh, and it also grants acid resistance 10. Three times uh, per day is a swift action. Or three times per day is a swift action. You can make yourself undetectable to traps. Now, does that only work on the ring bear or the party of the ring bear? The, the ring bear. Uh, it also prevents the character's waste, weight or presence from triggering traps. So who wants, who's got an empty ring slot? I, actually, I have a feeling you can wear two rings, right? In one of you. Uh, so, I mean, I, have, I we probably all have an open ring slot, I'm sure. So... I mean, obviously, this seems like a thing you use to scout out ahead, so Gina would be a decent choice for it. Maybe Laura. You could just uh, just use it for the key aspect, and it doesn't matter otherwise. Or we could roll like a d4. So I also, if we think there's going to be a lot of acid at some point, so I guess I'll probably ask the guy when, I, when we talk to roleplay again. I, I could. No idea. Okay. Well, I, I could throw on if we do see a lot of an energy type. My communal resist energy could come in handy here. Granted, between all what four of us, five of us, I would get oh shit, one thirty divided by five. It's not great. So basically, uh, yeah, I can give I can give us a whole whopping uh, twenty six minutes each of that. So is that resist or protect? It's uh, resistant. Uh, it's resist energy communal. Wait, or actually, it's probably it's probably, it's probably supposed to be protection communal. I should say. I mean, they're different spell levels. I think resist is three and protect is four. Anyway. Well, protection is, well, the communal one is four. Yeah, I have it on my list. Who wants to take the ring, though? I mean, I can take it if you want, but it's going to be That's fine. That's me. take the ring. Thank you. Herbert will lead you through town. So uh, the direction you're going, everything gets kind of more, more ornate and grandiose as you're going until you arrive at this giant gate that's made of wrought iron where every other little pole thing is uh, coated in gold. And on the inside you see tons of gravestones. Uh, this is this is the vault way. As you can see back there is the reliquary door. This is where you will be coming each time you enter. I it's painful memories here in this graveyard for me, so I will be leaving. But I do hope you find what you're looking for. You have no other need for me. I should be going back to my work. Goodbye. Thank you for your assistance. It's very kind of you. And he slits his throat. Penny for your thoughts? Oh, wait, you're dead. That was a good joke. Did Derek just nut? No, he he had blood coming out of his neck as he said that. (laughs) 
because he was dying. Swear to God. <laughs> All right, well, there's another casualty for the war, which, by the way, we're at war. Let's keep moving. Welcome to, to this way To the Vaultway and part four and the last part of book three, book four of the Iron Fang Invasion. God damn, <laughs> book three? Didn't we do that like ages ago? There's a fucking dragon here, some dude with a Boston accent. He's a goddamn Celtics fan. I hate him. I, I thought I said four. If I didn't, I don't care because I'll probably just cut that out anyway. What do you do? Welcome to Vaultway, everybody. Vaultway. Well, Penny, why don't you scout ahead, Keeper of Key? Um, uh, you don't need the key yet. You're not at the relic. <laughs> but I, just I, I say, well, I could do that. However, um, and I turn to the expertise of stealth in our party. Madam Tit Cigarette. I'll, 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 I'll cut it. I'll, okay, I'll do it. Oh, God, he says. <laughs> it's 26 that you get. <laughs> yeah, it does. I have very low AC. <laughs> What's what's, what's popping, Penny? Gina, um, if you want, I can cat. I, again, I have a half a dozen invisibilities. Um, they're as good as yours. Uh, it's just you get to use yours in a clutch moment. But otherwise, I have no use for this spell slot. I could cast invisibility, and you could run away. Uh, you Still all have no, on me. You all have no reason to believe there is any danger until you get into the vault proper. That's true. We did say that. Well, he said they were some geese, but they probably starved about. So, the inside of the vault, there were gugs potentially, but they so, But since we're since we're Ooh, fucking gugs, since we're in the exterior of the complex, we could just walk with our eyes open, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Very well, we can just go. Boy, take a gander at the architecture, I suppose. Between the elder things and the gugs, this part of the campaign has become very Lovecraftian somehow. Uh, so as you, as you walk through, I mean, this is just a fairly typical uh graveyard most of them there are like several like mausoleums and larger grave sites you assume belong to richer wealthier people um uh, it seems like the vast majority of these gravestones are are marked and have names in this fault way do i see do i see anything cool with my sunglasses on no it's, oh. it's kind of dark out though mm. but if you take them off it's nice and bright Oh yeah, what is the light level? What's the light situation here? You're outside. Oh well, okay. Fair I wonder if you'd all give me a moment. Oh yes, we've got nothing but time. No, I, I mean very little of that more. But <clears throat> so, this reminds me of a dream I had recently. Gina, I don't want to hear anything about it. No, you gotta, Teresia, please, you gotta tell me what'd you dream about. I'll tell you if it's true. Uh, uh, Teresia will begin looking for an unmarked grave. I make a perception check. Oh fuck. <laughs> if you tell me, I can help. Tell me, I can help. Yeah, I got myself with a twenty-five. About twenty minutes or so. Jesus, there are many graves, Uh You're able to find one. It looks. You would say it. It, it kind of looks like there's a bunch of graves that are kind of like worn down, where the lettering is like either not super clear or gone altogether just by aging. But you do find one that there is a headstone. No lettering, no names, no dates, no nothing. But the headstone is shiny. It's new. It's fresh. It's and, it says, and it says nothing on it? Yes. I point my palm towards the stone, cast detect <laughs> Underneath the ground. So much magic. Penny, it pains me to say it, but I need your assistance. 
Of course. I smelt it the moment I walked in. I'll, de- uh, I'll detect magic. I'll go ahead and cast identify or whatnot. Uh, you know, that makes it a plus 40 max, so, or min, so. And it's actually a plus 10, so I'll go ahead and roll it, and then you can tell me what you think. Does it function as the spell identify? It, no, no. Uh, my identify for touching an item functions way better. The What I'm about to do just gives me a plus 10. Uh, so that's a total of a plus 47. <clears throat> uh, you don't know. Oh, shit. Oh, I don't know. But you know what that means, Teresia. Yes. Dispel magic. I toss a shovel at you. <laughs> I so I get no auras or anything. Um, I, th- I think with the identify spell, I think you know why you don't know. Why is that? It's the last line of the spell. This spell does not allow you to identify artifacts. Oh, Teresia, I think this is an artifact. <laughs> yeah, seeing as how it's in a dwarven graveyard under unmarked grave, and I heard about it in the during related to I will. Coming to the goings of the goddess. Uh, we, we need to get down there and find what it is. Sorry, sorry. It's not in front of us. It's like... No, a, right. it's, it's six feet under. I'm going to go ahead and pick this up. Uh, I'll go ahead and start, like... I'll summon a shovel or something. I don't know. And then I'll have someone else dig. <laughs> it's not quite right. Yeah, um, I kind of remember leaving something here at some point. Uh, I, was, I was just going to ask Teresia who said that if the dream was true, she'd tell me what it was about. Well, I suppose it's close enough to true. I wasn't a Gina. Last night, well, it was a rough night. I'll leave it at that, but I will say I heard the voice of the Herald in my dream, and she said to me quite clearly and with absolutely no context, "Vault, way, unmarked grave," and thus here we are with a potential artifact buried in a dwarven graveyard. Laura, knock an arrow, please. Hey, I just wanted to know what was going on with the dream. Gina, you have your bonds prepared. Teresia, darling. Look, I'm not a arcanist like Penny here, but I do know that generally when artifacts are involved, they're always powerful, and sometimes they have the exciting side effect of driving somebody insane. If it happens to any of us, Gina, I expect you to do what you must do. So you dick. About the depth of a uh, typical coffin. You find a, a simple blade. It doesn't seem to be anything uh, exciting about it at all. Except, Teresa, you speak angelic, correct? Of course. Along the pommel, there are words written in angelic, and they seem to be slowly like fluctuating, like moving as if they're not actually there. Penny, uh, if I may recommend, don't don't touch that. Let me handle it. Teresia, I spent too long with you to not trust you. What does it say, dear? Because I hold it in my hand and wield the blade. I have traveled since before he found me. I am ageless. I am not wielded. I wield. I save the soulless. I fight for the liberation of my ward. And then you feel a powerful force, Teresia. A pulling force as the sword manages to pull itself out of your hands and lands right in the hand of our good friend, Charlie. Oh, I recognize that, actually. And I go ahead and pick it up. Yeah! Oh, my name's Charming Charlie, the snake handling, gun brandishing, always philandering cowboy. How are you all? I look at Gina and I give her the I told you so look. <laughs> Gina looks at Penny like, what the fuck? What the fuck's a gun? 
Hold, hold on just a sec. What, what's going on here? What do you I, mean? I am a great talent sorcerer. I thank y'all kindly for getting my for getting my my sword back. Oh, okay. Your sword back. It's Okay, you know it's great that this is your sword or whatever, but uh, who the fuck are you? I just told you, didn't I? Listen, he didn't, he didn't he just tell us. Well, that's okay. Yeah, but I'm a little confused. This is a very different man than the one that we met at the pierogi shop this morning. Oh, you yeah. Just, I'm feeling a little down without my good buddy sword here. And honestly, Gina, you don't have an eye for you watch talent. It. Do we? All right, so we got you your sword. Are we friends now? As I lower my bow from pointing it directly at him. I don't, I don't, I don't unlock my arrow. I don't see why not. I have a question for you, Charlie. I may or may not be able to answer it. I figured as much. When did you first come into possession of this blade? I don't remember. I do not recall. Does it ever talk to you? No. Don't believe so. I, I, you know, it's just been with me from from the beginning. I don't remember a time without it, other than my recent stint as a pierogiman. Recent. <laughs> He's human, right? Backstory. Uh, he said pierogiman. What more do you need? That's about Charlie. Are you perhaps familiar with the fallen god Aradin, the last Atlantic? Oh, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't really subscribe to that particular religion. What 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 religion do you ascribe to, uh, Charmin? Quit asking me all these questions. I just met you. It'll all come out in time. Give me exactly about a week, and I'll. I apologize. (laughs) I apologize. My co my coworkers, uh, acquaintances, friends are very nosy. The moment I walked into their group, they started asking me about my evil aura and whatnot. It's just just they really are. And that's not your fault, okay? Teresia is grinding her teeth audibly <laughs> at the situation and many other things. You're one of those night retainers because your teeth look grand down to the bone, ma'am. Oh, I can show you a cool trick with teeth, Charlie, if you're interested. So, I'm going to go ahead and not take you up on that, but maybe in the future. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be so rude to you. It's not your fault that you've been... Well, maybe it is. I don't know. Charlie, all I can say for certain is that I believe you've been touched by the gods, and that's why this blade's in your hand. Yeah. Any more than that, I cannot begin to speculate. Neither can I. Don't call me Charlie. Just call me Charmin. Please. I, I oh, please. Name <laughs> you can call me Charlie, but if you'd like, you can go for my full name. Charmin Charlie, Snake Handling, Gun, uh, Brain Machine, all this Flandry Cowboy. No, I'm good. Thank you. Charlie, it is, then. <laughs> Charmin it is the- Penny uh, What was in that water? I, I believe there is a chance and it's an outside chance that our wayward herald has potentially led us to another or at least somebody connected to the pattern woven in these ancient prophecies I don't know no, if like looking- I don't know if you're looking too much into this Teresia Penny, I, I, got, I received a dream in which Cyrix, the Herald of Eridim, spoke to me, specifically told me to look for this grave, and in this grave happens to be an artifact sword attuned 
to a random pierogi salesman that you recruited without my consideration, I should add, into the party but this morning. I think this is a bit beyond the realm of coincidence. I'm not going to argue with you, Teresia, but Eridan putting me in a place of proper talent management does not mean that it fits into the grandiose plan of his in a meta way, but merely maybe a supplemental way. Therefore, you could possibly be looking too far in to this specific incident. And though I agree with you, it is 100% not a coincidence. It might be the closest thing we'll ever to get. I can see. I have so many feelings in this matter, Penny. I can see now why. Well, Are you okay? Let's just say I'm glad I worship by other day, not there. This prophecy nonsense, and it hurts me to say that, but this nonsense is exhausting. Yes, plus Iamade is actually here. I don't... Yes, that's true. <laughs> Got him. Well, now that introductions are in, out of the way, we do have there a There are many movie. people Teresia might talk about Iamade's current situation with. Penny is not on that list. What? She's Penny has been constantly list. asking for, for Teresia's... Maybe like, if you were a lawful good arcanist, we could have a discussion. But I know not... I know not what day left you. I know not what <laughs> Hey, Charlie, can you try not to die? Can you do that for me, buddy? Well, I, yeah, I'll try. Well, I appreciate it. Here, have the guidance horizon for free. Charlie, what's your opinion on hobgoblins? I don't got nothing against them. Yeah, I don't like them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're bastards and brutes. All right, maybe we'll get along. <laughs> that does describe most of us, to be fair. Well, I mean, I know we might. You know what? I'm not even going to breach the topic of parenting. Wait, what? Uh, uh, Teresa realized with her uh, ingrained racism from being a white woman from Magnamar that uh, she she has a theory that perhaps uh, uh, that uh, Laura doesn't know who her dad was. <laughs> but she's not going to bring it up. <laughs> the Vault of Ascension lies before you. Well, I guess we go. Do the thing, buddy. There is a small hole in the center of the dorm. The center of the door. That would match a uh, a certain size gemstone. Perhaps one from a magical ring. Go ahead, buddy. Fist that door. I'll inspect the door and then activate the key if I think that's the best idea. You think the, the, the key is the only thing that's going to open up the door? I use the key to open the door. You hear... Uh, whirring of, like, gears, and then in, like, yellow script, dwarven runes appear on the door. Uh, to those of you who can read dwarven, whether not by magical sunglasses or just because you're smart. I'm say, smart! What lies in the past may guide your future. And slowly, the doors begin to open. We find ourselves on the map. As you enter, you are in a large entry hall. The vast hallway stretches from south to north for roughly a hundred feet before abruptly stopping in a massive cave-in. The collapsed ceiling and stone blocked the path of what was once a far longer hallway. Immense eight-foot-wide stone pillars bedecked in glowing lights, rune-etched plaques reach up to the ceiling some sixty feet above while an eerily lifelike statue of a dwarven woman frozen in shock steers near the southern entrance. Ford side passages lead out of this cyclopean hall. To the west, and two to the east. Do, do we want to 
check out this clearly petrified dwarven. Well, we ain't turning around, are we? Certainly not. I may as well go forward then. How lifelike we talking with the statue here? Uh, give me a knowledge nature check or a knowledge engineering check. Oh, wow. It actually finally happened. 35 knowledge nature check? Um, yeah, it's pretty lifelike. In fact, you would say, so like normal rock statues have little nooks and crannies and especially one that would be in a vault. Even if this was added to the vault for the last time it was open, that was two years ago, it would be broken up a little bit more. But this is smooth. Like, the clothes seem to be actual clothes. Uh, you feel like this, probably a petrified statue. Can, is, there, is there any way we can uh, bring this guy back to life? He's not dead. He's also not alive either. Well, I would be careful. If you bring someone back to life from stone, you do have to have a heavy healing spell ready. Yeah, it's beyond me. I think, oh, I don't know, Penny, what would be the type of spell? Drink enchantment, do it. Or stone to flesh. Well, I obviously have neither of those on my list right now. In fact, this stone to flesh is outside my training. But I could, perhaps, we could return at a future date and I could break the enchantment if that is what's going on here. I shoot my gun at it. Don't do that. <laughs> um, are you all just standing in the back hallway, or are you inspecting it closer? Inspecting. I want that. I am keeping a healthy distance back to provide covering fire. Remember what Penny said. Any harm that comes to the statue, if the subject is brought back to life, will be on their body. This will often be fatal. So whatever you do, avoid damaging it. Everybody give me perception checks. Are you ready, William? Oh, boy. I can't wait to fail this. 35. 26. God damn it. Oh, well, well. Now uh, who's Laura, because of the distance, you do take a slight penalty. Uh, I what? You take a slight penalty due to the distance. Wow. I have dark vision. You get a 28. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Good joke, Derek. Thank you. Um, Bad joke. We're going to drive Derek. your house and fuck you. What do you want to be? Everybody except for Charm and Charlie, the snake brandish. Snake handle and gun brandish and always philander and cowboy. This is something kind of strange. Uh, the eyes. Uh, Normal to me. This, uh, this statue, for just a brief second, flash gold. And then a figure next to it appears. This creature looks the same as the statue, except translucent and kind of misty and floating. And they say, Hello, my name is Astucius Tandre. I am a paladin of the god Trud. I hear you all speak about restoring me to my former self, and I would like very much so to urge you against this. And that's the end of our broadcast week. Oh, well, not a fan of that.
This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Incorporated. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. Iron Fang Invasion is copyright 2017. Iron Fang Invasion and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Thank you.